So this is what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to talk about gratefulness. Uh, I, I came upon this article that really helped me as I, as I was studying through, because I was looking at not just the spiritual aspects of gratefulness, but I was also looking at, at uh, kind of the psychological aspects of gratefulness, you know, what happens in us. And I ran across this article, and I'll, I'll point it out. But, but one of the things they talked about was practicing a, a certain way of thinking so that you could access gratefulness in, in a better way. And I was like, wow, this, this is really cool. And so we're going to practice today. You guys ready to practice? All right, cool. So I'm going to talk about these things, and then you're actually going to do something with them. Sound good? Uh, nothing worse than being hearers of the word and not doers. Yay? I read that somewhere, too. It's in the Bible. <laughs> All right. So as, as we're thinking about gratefulness, and uh, so we're, we're talking about, if we flip the page, uh, embracing the days ahead. And one of the best ways for us to embrace any portion of our future is we have to we we have to practice certain things so that we can fully embrace it and I, I was thinking that that through uh, the the pandemic um, there's been a lot of disappointments right have you been disappointed about anything are you still disappointed you're disappointed that you're still having to wear a mask in church and all those kind of things and we tend to, to learn to focus on what's not happening right? You too? Like, you know, our travel was restricted. I mean, just different things were restricted. And I I think like the whole first part of the pandemic year was me fighting against the restrictions, only seeing what wasn't happening or what I wasn't able to see happen, uh, you know, by some kind of outside constraint, instead of saying there's nothing that keeps me from being completely free on the inside, right? On the inside, I'm completely free, even if they, you know, whatever, they can mask me or lock me up or whatever. That doesn't make me less free on the inside. And so I I, I was kind of ruminating upon this and going, wow, I wish I would have spent more time in the first 12 months. I think at about 12 months, I started figuring that out. I was like, you know what? It's all good. What, what, What are you fussing about? And, and started looking at things from a different perspective and going, thank God I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Thank God I'm able to go to work. Thank God I'm able to go to church. Thank God I can still, whatever, I, I can still do plenty that I'm, I'm grateful about. But I, I think that, you know, and, and you know, some of you guys have complained about political things. I mean, you know what, I've been, I, I'm like 60 now. Actually, I'm a little older than 60. Um, you know, with the age comes the wisdom. And with, uh, amen. <laughs> For those that are a little older than me. Uh, but first of all, you know, no, no, no president has really ever changed my life, right? I mean, no politician, you know, of, of the 600 people that rule our country, none of them has really, like, changed my life. It's like, if I, I could just point to one, it's like, I remember during the Clinton years, my life was changed. No. The Bush years, no. The other Bush years, no. The Obama years, no. You know, uh, my life wasn't changed, really. So why would I focus on something that I can't, you know, I can't personally affect and, and allow the peace of God to to ruin my heart. Uh, so I, I was just thinking that, but there's something in us that tends to always drift towards the negative. Isn't that true? 
It's, it's the, the hole in the donut principle. Everybody sees the hole in the donut. It's like, hey, why'd they put the hole there? You know, instead of being a, a donut hole person. You know, if you just eat donut holes, then you, see, you get the whole thing. I'm just testing you this morning. All right, here we are. So uh, I, I was just looking, you know, I, as I was thinking from a spiritual standpoint, I was thinking that the, the first sin was really ungratefulness. Because Eve looked at, at all that she had, the whole world, a face-to-face relationship with God. She had all the food in the world. She had a relationship. She had, I mean, she had everything. But she wasn't grateful for not having that one thing. That one thing. If I only had that one thing, then my life would be fulfilled. When her whole life was actually fulfilled without the one thing, she actually you know, you know, blew, blew it. And it, and it just goes to show that even if you have, I mean, even if you were in a perfect state of spiritual life, you would still think, I must be missing something. Right? Have you ever felt that way? I must be missing something. I'm not hearing God enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not something enough. And we, we get in this whole concept of, of lack. So I just wrote down a few things. Ungratefulness looks at life from lack. What's not happening? You know, what I'm not able to do. Uh, gratefulness looks at life from abundance. I mean, right now, how many are breathing? You, did, you, did, you forgot. You forgot that you're breathing almost fresh air. I mean, I don't know. We'd have to take a test around here. Whether, whether Fukushima is all the way over here right now. Uh, but, right? When we, we forgot. And, right? How many ate food sometime last week? I mean, were you ultimately grateful? Have you ever been really hungry? I don't mean at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean really hungry. Like, well, anyway. I've done a few long fasts, and you, you get really hungry. You get really thankful. Really thankful, right? Uh, Paul tells us that we should be content if we have a uh, roof over our, if we have food and clothing. Super content. How many are super content today? Everybody here? Okay, good. Everybody there? You guys too? All right. You look at yourself and say, yeah, totally. Okay. Ungratefulness doesn't see the blessings. How many blessings do we have? Infinite. 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 I love that. Infinite blessings. We do. We really do. If we stop for a moment and said, everything in my life is an absolute blessing. Even the bad stuff. Right? Uh, yesterday, um, we only have carpet in one room of our home. And my coffee spilled on the carpet. <laughs> and, and it almost got both of us, my wife and I, upset. Because we don't really sp- spill a lot on the carpet, but it was like, it was like the full cup. It was there. And, and first of all, we thought, that's a bummer. Second of all, we, like, we should have got darker carpet. Uh, you know, <laughs> she goes, next time we get carpet, let's pour a cup of coffee on it and then f- see if, if it, if, when you can't see it, that's the color we're buying. Okay, I'm like, anyway. <laughs> but I was, I was thinking later as I was looking at this, I was thinking, man, first of all, I live in a house. I'm blessed. I live with carpet on the floor. I, I live with coffee. 
I live with the ability actually to, it actually cleaned up and now you guys can come and inspect. You won't be able to tell where we spilled the coffee. I, I, I have the right tools to get up. I mean, see, I, we didn't look at the blessing. We just looked at the incident and it brought wonderful anxiety to our hearts. Okay. Ungratefulness doesn't look at blessing. Uh, gratefulness sees all of life as a blessing. Okay, ungratefulness always says, I need more. I need just one more thing. Okay, gratefulness says, I'm content. Wouldn't it be nice to be completely content all the time? I have enough. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be great to just say enough? Okay. Um, and then there, there's one last kind of category is ungratefulness looks at personal insufficiency. Have you ever felt you're not enough for something? A lot of people, they look in the mirror and go, I'm not enough. And gratefulness says, thank you, God, that you've given me way more than I could ever imagine. I was thinking, as I was looking at, at, at Jesus, I want, I want to read a couple scriptures to you. Of, and I, I want you to see these from a, a spiritual standpoint. Um, I'm just going to read them and uh, make some short comments, and then I'll get into the talk. Uh, Matthew 15, 36, this is the breaking of uh, the, he went, the feeding of the 5,000. It says, Then he took seven loaves of the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples, and they in turn to the people. There's something about that that just, like, it was the act of thanking God and saying, we got seven pieces of fish here. And something happened in between looking at the lack, he's looking at the multitude, 5,000, seven fish, and saying, thank you, God, for these seven fish. That something absolutely miraculous happened. Now think for just a moment in our own life. When we look at what we don't have, and we're not thankful, but we instead we are sad about or anxious, then we don't see the miracle of what God wants to do. And so in those areas of our life where we're going, man, seven fish, that's all we got? Uh, we probably won't see God move. But if we say seven fish, seven fish plus Thanking God for it is enough to feed 5,000 people. And it really is. Because that is the history of the Lord. Is that He takes the smallest things and He multiplies them out to the whole world. Okay, I won't read the rest because we're going to get to it. So, now I want to talk about um, three practices uh, that will really help us in our spiritual life. Are you guys ready for them? Okay. So the, the, the first, gratefulness itself is the spiritual practice that all other, uh, that, that all, all of the things that God wants to build into our life, it, it's the linchpin of them. 
If we're not grateful, we're never going to be kind. We're never going to be gracious. We're, we're never going to love to the level that Jesus wants us. We're never going to be gentle. All the, thing, all the fruit of the Spirit, when we aren't grateful, we're not able to execute those, those things in us. And so gratefulness is the start. Are you guys ready? Gratefulness is a start. So how, how can we increase our level of gratefulness uh, in, in our lives? And so, as, as I told you, um, this, this one psychologist, and I thought this is beautiful, used the word, and I want, you to, I, I want you to think about this for a moment. He used the word that one of the ways that we become more grateful is we begin to savor, and I love that word, we begin to savor the things of life. Now think about that word for a minute. When was the last time you were at an awesome meal? And you took that bite and you just went, mmm, mmm. You remember that? Has nobody ever been to a meal like that? Well, Caesar's cooking one up for us in a couple minutes. But what we usually do is we just, we just, mechanically eat all the time. We don't even taste our food. Sometimes, or I don't taste my food. I'm sure all of you guys savor every moment. This is beautiful top ramen. Uh, (laughs) But no, instead, we find ourselves just moving through. But when he he thought of... This person said we need to savor, and he says that it's the capacity to notice and appreciate and prolong the positive experience. And when I first read that, I'm like, this is how life should be. When I I take a moment to look at you, I should savor that moment. I should say, wow. I should prolong it. Because really, what, what, if I, what, what, if, what if I was racing along here today and missed you guys? Just another Sunday in the endless circle of Sundays. What, what you know, or our times at worship. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, that was nice. Or, or, or not. Instead of every moment that we go to worship, we're like, I want to savor this moment with God. You've had those times, right? But then they seem few and far between. But the difference is, it's only because we have forgotten to slow down and to savor it. Right? So with this moment, we can savor. And we will. We'll, we'll, we'll practice. But I wanted to bring that to you. So I wanted you to think about you know, some moments in your life that you did savor. You guys talked to me for a minute. What's a moment of your life you're like that you, you, you stood there and said, this is awesome. You took the picture. I, I do that. Jendi's always taking like photo, like real pictures with her phone. But I'm always like, I just want to remember this in my mind. Somebody tell me, tell me a story of one, one moment. You're like, I saved that. Birth of a child. Did you savor the moment when you saw Joey in your hands and you said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased? Somebody else. Spending uh, Thanksgiving with uh, uh, some families here from church. Nice. Yeah. Sit there and you look and you say, thank you, God. 
I remember when John and Katie got married. That was a savoring moment. That was savoring for you too. But savoring for dad, going, dude, that's so awesome. I'll never forget it. Yes, the miracle of healing, absolutely. Yeah. What, go ahead, Natalie. Nice. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, for those that that couldn't hear the the, the first time, or that you'd been back, you'd been back home to see your nephew, and they ran up to you. I think I do that every time with our own grandkids when they run up to us and give us big hugs. There's there's something about that. Any other savoring moments? I just want to get in our mind because as we practice, I want you guys to be able to think about. It's like okay. You know, what's funny is that we do look at the big things to savor, but there's a lot of little things that we could savor even today. We have this rose outside our home. Uh, it, it's in the corner right before you walk in the door, and it's often very fragrant. And uh, I remember as I was talking about my, my friend who passed from cancer. Uh, she would stay with us when she'd get treatments in San Francisco. And I remember one day... Uh, she went by that rose and she just stopped and she smelled it you know they say stop and smell the roses but she was that you know in, in fact I've named that rose after her <laughs> I, say, I say that's Jane's rose <laughs> and every time it blooms and it's blooming right now I'm like that's Jane's rose and every time I smell it I'm like that's that's Jane's rose take the moment to that you know, every moment was precious when she saw that her life was was uh, going uh, going faster than she wanted it to. Okay, so there's beauty, of course, and moments. I I, I was going to put some pictures of uh, my last vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> you savor those, but once in a while, you know, uh, on on these uh, iPhones. Uh, every day they have these little, it'll pop up some photos. And I, and I was looking at some photos of Hawaii and it brought me back to great gratefulness. You know, go through your, go through your album and, and look at those pictures and, and say, thank you, Jesus. Wow. What a great, what a great moment. And don't you hate that they pass? Don't you hate that Hawaii, your vacations come to an end? You're like, oh, but that's part of life is to be able to hold the gratefulness part of it. All right, here's the second one. Uh, the, this person, they talked about the one uh, is savoring moments. The second one is, has, has to do with awe. Things that we're in awe of. And, and I, I, I translated this, those moments that are wow in our lives. We miss them, don't we? They're all around us all the time. I mean, today we we prayed before service, and it, it it was it was a wow time for me because just to pray with others, we forget. We're you know, and that's the problem with religious activity in churches. It's like, oh, we just pray every day, or we worship every week, we sing a few songs, we do we do these kind of things, and we get, and we start thinking of them as religious moments instead of wow. I had an opportunity to be with God and be with others this morning. Amazing, right? Wow. 
Now, of course, there's there's a lot of big wow things. Jenny and I we visited Yosemite uh, this this year, and you know you look at the expanse and you just go, unbelievable. Um, I mean, just you know, it is it is just wow, wow. And there's there's a lot of things on this earth that are wow in that that dimension, but there's a lot of things in this earth that are wow. You know, you know, they don't have to be that big to be like, wow. You know, when I when I share my testimony, somebody was asking my testimony not long ago, and I said I don't have enough time to tell you the whole thing. Uh, but what was interesting is when I think about how God has has taken my life from really poor condition. I mean, not just sinful, but I wasn't doing so well. Let's just say my, my parents wouldn't have been proud where I was at when God found me. And now I look at my life, I'm like, how could this, how can this be that he's taken me from the miry clay, literally, and put me on a rock and then gathered my family around me, he found me a great wife, great church, all these things. I mean, they're total wow. It's, it's amazing, right? It's just, it's, it's amazing. Yet, on the day-to-day, what happens? Eh, nice. It's okay. All right. So the first thing, uh, my, my, my first point there was um, we're learning to practice savoring, learning to practice wow. Now, the second thing is, is learning how to practice relational gratefulness. Because this is the big stuff. This is the stuff that keeps relationships together, right? When we take each other for granted, then our relationships tend to be at one level. Just, it's okay, right? But when we start to look with appreciation to people, when we actually literally say, I'm going to stop for a moment and I'm going to focus on you and I'm going to appreciate, I'm going to, appreciate you for who you are in my life, that makes all the difference in the world to that relationship. Uh, you know, if, if you remember or if you ever had those moments where you were dating someone, uh, it, you know, especially in the, the, the early days of courtship, n- no one can do anything wrong, right? I mean, if you drool, it's cool. It's cool drool. That's the coolest drool I've ever seen. You know, if you if you drop stuff on your lap you're, while you're eating, or you you know Jesus, you know. Anyway, it, it can get really ugly, and you just appreciate that person for who they are. But then once you get married, of course, everything, the appreciations drop off, and the other things start to highlight. You know, every little thing can be a big thing, but when we lose appreciation, so. In practicing relational gratefulness, and I'm going to make you do this today, uh, as we as we do, um, I want you to be thinking about people here, thinking about people in your household, and writing down what is it you really appreciate about them, because they need to know. Not just I appreciate you, which I do say I appreciate you, but they need to know why do you appreciate me, and that's really important to everyone is to know why they're loved and appreciated. Okay. And then to affirm that in each other. So what it takes, though, and something the Lord's been speaking to me about, we have to slow down to think. We have to slow down to actually look at each other. 
say, look at you. Look at you. A child of God. Wow. You guys are all amazing. Okay. And then uh, the, last, the last point has to do with our being grateful to God. There's an old song that came to my mind as, as I was uh, just putting these notes together. It was this song called, I'm Forever Grateful. I'm forever, and it goes, I'm forever grateful for the cross. I'm ever, forever grateful for your love. I'm forever grateful for your salvation in my life. And I think when we, you know, and this is where Christians have the upper hand, is that we know where to direct our gratefulness. We know, at least, you know, in some part of our heart, what God has done for us. And yet we forget about it. On a daily basis, we forget to thank God that He's done incredible stuff in our life. Not just the things He's done to add to our life. Like I was just saying, I have the best life ever because of what God has done. But to thank Him for the ultimate life that He's given us. He's given us great purpose. He's given us great plans. In the midst of tragedy and heartache, He's given us peace. And ultimately, He's given us salvation. That no matter what happens in our life, He's got us firmly in His hands. And so where our life is falling apart or things are going backwards in in the country or world or whatever, we have this sense of like, thank you, God, for what you've done in me and what you're doing and who ultimately who you are. I was going to read, the you know, chapter 4 of Revelation talks about uh, the worship uh, that's happening in heaven. And it says that, that, uh, the, 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 be, the beings, uh, were forever calling out holy, 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 and that the 24 elders would cast their crowns upon the ground and, and, and fall down and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It's just a, a beautiful picture that should be part of what's part of our practice of gratefulness is saying, you know, when we get to heaven, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to participate in that worship service. And it's not going to be like this one, no matter how good, whatever goodness we bring, it's going to be incredibly awesome because we're going to see what God has done for us and we're going to bless Him with our praise. So with that, I'm going to close and then I'm going to ask you guys to sit here and I'm going to hand out some cards to you, okay? I'm going to hand out some three by five cards and then we're going to practice savoring, wowing, and being forever grateful to God. Amen? All right. So let's close in prayer for those that are joining us online. And uh, I want you guys to do this practice yourselves because this is the key to really uh, our spiritual life. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I want to stop and savor this moment. Another opportunity to be in your presence with each other. To be around your word that teaches us to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Lord, teach us that when we're looking at the negative, when we're looking at the spilled coffee on the rug, 
that that's not where our hearts should go, but instead should go to the thousand other blessings that you've given us. And sure, we live in this world where we look at lack and we look at lack of ourselves. And we say, Lord, more, more. Instead of turning our eyes to you and saying, wow, you have blessed me beyond measure. And so, Lord, lead us in this exercise as we practice these, uh, these principles this morning. Teach us to savor each moment of our life, not to rush through our lives. Lord, teach us to say, wow, at the things that you have done and that you are doing in our life. And Lord, ultimately, we want to bring praise to you, our God and our King. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, I'm going to sign off with uh, those of you online. Thanks for joining us this morning. We love you. I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving week and that you're blessed this week. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.